So then I hired another one. This guy was from Tulsa Welding School as well, and he sort of swore up and down. He could weld and kind of weld. I mean, maybe with JB. Welds <laughs> uh, are terrible. Have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life Studio. What up? What's happening? Is that, is that Shane Catton? Is that, is that Miller Lite drinking? Uh, limousine riding? <laughs> <laughs> What's what happening, man? From Indianapolis. What is going on? Man, j- guys, just so y'all know, that's only one of two Miller Lights, so... I don't know. Shane Lee's in the middle of the show. He's running to either 7-Eleven or DoorDash just delivered a 12-pack. Exactly. I don't know. It's one of them. Yeah, $78 (laughs) later for a six-pack. Y'all all know Shane Catton. We love this guy. He's a Luther Vandross of uh, podcasting with that deep, deep voice. Right? Too bad uh, he's only got a face his mama can love. That's right. Keep me on the radio. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's got the radio voice. (laughs) Otherwise, he'd be a movie star. Hey guys, it is episode 81. Uh, I'm stoked. Season 4, episode 81. We're going to have to do something really, really unique for uh, episode 100, man. I don't You're know. Not wrong. We got some time to think about it. Dreamers, balloons. Yeah, yeah. Bourbon, beer, fence, Possibly, yeah. Maybe one of those balloon arches behind us. It says 100. Yep. Always a balloon arch. Yeah, yeah. Got to have one of those. Anyway, guys. Tonight on episode 81, season four, we're going to be sitting down with the man that has changed footwear in the construction industry forever. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. Okay. He's married with three teenage boys. He started fencing in 1994 when he was only 15 years old, making a dollar an hour. But guess what? Now he's making twos of dollars an hour. You believe that? He's really doing something. He started, uh, ooh, I read that already. He's 30 years into business, and he won't hesitate to tell you that the first 10 of those years were uh, disastrous. But those pitfalls taught him a lot, and that's why he's where he's at today. Uh, he now co-owns with his brother a brand known across Wyoming with three branches employing 35 to 40 people that installs fence and sells retail and wholesale fencing supplies. In 2021... He just upped and moved 2,200 miles and decided to start another fence company, which has 15 more employees he's got to worry about. You believe that? That's uh, that's quite the haul in the U.S. Yeah. And has spawned the last year or so's content on his, on his notable YouTube channel, Successful Contractor, where he's taking his viewers along for a ride to build a contracting business and get it doing zero to three million as a year in sales over a two-year span. So the question is, can he do it? 
Well, guess what? You're going to have to watch and find out. He's also taking the no-dig system mainstream, where his motto is, digging is dead. He's also single-handedly revolutionizing the aluminum fence installation with his unique no-dig post system. And if you don't know who I'm already talking about, guys, he wears bright fluorescent shoes, and he likes rubber chickens. So take that. Let's go ahead and bring him on. What up? I should have chose my own intro music. I, I could have done so much better. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, if you got some unlicensed music I can use, that's great. I just got tired of YouTube just, you know, <laughs> giving as hell. <laughs> I understand. Oh, that. man. What, you, you're, a, you're a country music guy or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like country. I like, I like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Me too. I'm yeah. down with whatever. It all depends, man. I'm more of a listen to a podcast with my sunroof open in the morning on the way to work to get stoked. And then on the ride home, I'm more of a vocal jazz Sinatra guy. Still got the sunroof open, just trying to wind down. You know? There you go. Yeah. Sometimes I picture myself in that movie, uh, Animal House. You remember that? Patrick Swayze yeah. had that issue with the guy that had the convertible Mustang that everybody thought was the shit back then. And he's listening to Sinatra. And he's going from the right, sh- the right ditch to the left ditch across two lanes. And he's just... Swaying back and forth, listening to Sinatra. Sometimes I do that on the way home, and think that. Uh, not tonight. No, no, not tonight. I'm no Patrick Swayze, but it is what it is. <laughs> so what is up, Mark Olson of SWI Fence, Florida, SWI Fence, Wyoming of Cody of what? Are, what are your other branches you got up that way? Casper and Cheyenne. Oh, yeah. Casper Cheyenne. Yeah. Okay. All right. You still got uh, Miss Veronica working for you, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, <clears throat> yeah, she's I, a lifer. I saw her at Fence Tech. She's going to be there forever, huh? Mm, oh, yeah. You have to kick her out. Yeah. Try and take good care of your people. <laughs> yeah. That means everything, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I couldn't do it without all the people behind me. I mean, there's no, there's no me or Alan that's going to ever pull off what we've done without really good, solid people. And that's something i think we realized in the beginning when we started over is that we need to invest in people because they're our best asset yeah i try to do that man i try i had a little issue with one of the guys i've been working with and helping out and mark and i were talking about it prior to the show we're going to touch base on on that a little later so uh ladies and gentlemen if you haven't already noticed it's the flip-flop king of florida himself mark olson and uh the swi empire in wyoming and saint augustine florida Picked up and drove 2,200 miles from Powell, Wyoming, down to St. Augustine. And was like, uh, I think you just didn't want to make the drive back. Who wants to drive 2,200 miles? I'm not driving back. We're just going to stay here. Well, actually, I flew. Um, I didn't <laughs> actually drive the U-Haul, and I didn't actually bring my truck out here. That was that was some of my really good people that like to drive, and it was not me. I don't like to drive. Yeah, that's a long haul. You ever did 2,200 miles, uh, Shane Catton? Uh Moved back from Austin, Texas to Indianapolis. I mean, that was a that was a little bit of a haul. So yeah. I drove the U-Haul, so I uh, oh, yeah hmm. pre-fence life, Amazon life. Yeah, that was. I thought they I paid know. you well at Amazon. They did, but they didn't give me a driver for the U-Haul. I didn't like that. 
<laughs> yeah, the first trip was my truck and a U-Haul trailer and some bedding and my dog. And then the second trip the gentleman made for us was the U-Haul with all the stuff that I didn't sell. You know, I had a two-day yard sale and sold everything. Dude, I remember. So, you, I, yeah, flash sale. Do you remember we that? Were in a, yeah, we were in a 4,000-square-foot house with a uh, two-car garage behind and then a three-car garage. No, no, two-car behind, garage behind and two-car, so four-car garage. 4,000 square foot house. So there was, trust me, it was packed to the gills and we sold enough that we fit everything that we had left in, in, uh, one normal size U-Haul. Damn. 20 footer, I think. <laughs> Started all over, huh, man? Yeah. I mean, it's just, we didn't need a lot of the furniture because we moved down here and we had already planned on renting this place out. So we bought all new furniture for this place. So it was like, well, just sell it. It'll be easier. Yeah. Yeah. I kept my guns and stuff, though. Trust me. I mean, there was stuff that there was yeah. important stuff like safes that were loading down the back of that thing. <laughs> Got to take the essentials. Yeah, essentials, weaponry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to have those. Florida, you trip over a gun going to the mailbox in Florida. They're everywhere. You know. <laughs> kind of like Wyoming. I mean, the whole state's shaped like a damn gun. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> anyway, guys, hey, before we move on, I want to give a big shout-out to a uh, successful contractor on YouTube and SWIFence.com, your home for fencing tools, fencing supplies, and everything you need for the no-dig fencing system. Word on the street, I've said it once and I'll say it again, you either get a keychain of flip-flops that you can hang from your mirror or a rubber chicken whenever you place an order with them. So, I'm, I'm, I hope they're doing that. I don't know if they know they're supposed to be doing that, so I should probably talk to them. I'm gonna have to. Sales think, supports are gonna have to send an email. You're definitely gonna get some stickers. I can guarantee you. You're gonna get a review card. So if you get a review card, please. If we've done done right by you, please give us a review too. That helps us more than anything. You know, just pick a location and review a location. Yeah, huge for us, as as we all know. Um, we really fight getting reviews in Wyoming much more so than Florida for some reason. It's just, it's, it's kind of the differences that we're noticing between Florida and Wyoming. And that's one of them. People are much happier to review you in Florida than they are in Wyoming. Or people in Wyoming are like, oh, I don't know. Like Google's kind of sus. I don't know. They're spying on me. I'm not getting a Google account. <laughs> you got some of those in Wyoming, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, talking about reviews, I want to read a review that I've been trying to read for three weeks, but the last three weeks, uh, had Matt Warner on a couple times, and he just like takes over the show and decides we're not even going to say who's sponsoring the show, read a review, or nothing. So I'm going to read this review because people take time to send them to us. I want to take time to read them. This one comes from a guy from Ryan N. with Elite Fence out of Gettysburg, PA. What's up, Dan? Oh, he's got a bunch of O's behind it. I wanted to take 16. a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot, huh? I wanted to take a moment and thank you for the box of good stuff I received today. The license plate is going to look badass on the front of my rig. Love what you do week in and week out. I'm sure it's time-consuming, and the dedication you put in to giving back to the industry is much appreciated by me and many others, I'm sure. Anyway, thanks, man. So thank you, Ryan. We appreciate that review. Why don't you go to uh, SWIFence.com and leave a review over there for those guys. They need it, apparently. Right. Yeah, as long as it's good. I mean, we we get plenty of random people that want to say bad things about us, and we don't know. But yeah, I mean, like I say, if we've done right by you, hey, we're glad to hear from you. I might have to leave a review 
Shane, you left one yet? Because I know you've been buying some stuff from SWI. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm getting on there. I'm, I'm reviewing a branch as we speak. I think everybody should just pick up their phone right now, Google SWI Fence in Wyoming, and leave a review and tell them how much you loved your rubber chicken. I think <laughs> I think, I think that'll go. We have like six of those around the office. Those, those, those <laughs> did make a splash. Uh, they, they, they did exactly what we wanted. Yeah, it was perfect. Almost probably got us banned from Oklahoma City Convention Center for life. <laughs> they were all over the ceiling. They were everywhere. Man, that's kind of like uh, yeah. oh, they Josh. didn't have your logo on it. So yeah, that's kind of like Josh Glover. He's got those little fence people, mm-hmm. and uh, some people love them, some people hate them. And I'm like Josh, these fence people, and he's like, well, you know, if you don't like them, guess what? You're still talking about them. So yeah. marketing is marketing. And guess what? I'll never look at a rubber chicken the same. No. Not after Oklahoma Fence Tech, right? No. And if you didn't get one, we'll probably have them again in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, that was going to be my next question, man. Are you an FA, uh, FWA member? Yeah, we are an FWA member. Yeah, we're actually a paid member. Yeah. We're one of the people that believes in it enough to pony up some dollars, I guess. So. Yeah. There we and, go. And are you, uh, are you going to the show in Vegas in uh August 23rd and 25th of this year? Oh, no. Nobody has time for that. Oh, yeah. Because flights are cheap. I'm Uh, kidding. Of course we're going. We have a booth there. Oh, you can have a booth, too? Yeah, we have a booth. We actually got a bigger booth there than we did for AFA. We got done with uh, Fence Tech and thought, you know what? We need more space. So we uh, Double wide. Yeah, we quadrupled. (laughs) Good old Wyoming. Double wide. wide. It's called a couple wide in Wyoming. (laughs) Do you do you know? Do you guys want to hear? Do you know what that is? Does anybody know what a couple wide is? I know what a couple wide is. It's where they stick two regular wides together. Yeah, it's two trailers that were never meant to be together, and you you put them together, and then you couple wide them. So it's not a double wide because those were meant to be together. A couple wide is like you're going to end up with two kitchens, six bedrooms, and that's what I'm saying. Two living rooms. Yeah, it's like the best. That's called executive living. That's executive living. So a couple wides are big in Wyoming. That's that's a real big thing in Wyoming. It's kind of like having the uh, adjoining room at the hotel. Hey, we got two bathrooms. That's how you know you've arrived. Oh yeah. I only had. A, I, I I grew up in a single wide, so I was never quite that bougie. We aspired for couple wide living. <laughs> Looking at the couple wide up on the hill. Oh, man, someday. <laughs> Watching the Wyoming sunset over the couple wide up on the hill, yeah. dreaming. You and your girl sitting on sitting on the tailgate. (laughs) Honey, one day that's going to be us. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you got Tanya? Uh, Actually, I I did live in a trailer with Tanya for. But after we got married, when we moved back to Powell, we lived in a starting the first fence company. We lived in a trailer for probably two years, two three years. Really, something like that. Yep, I still got a trailer out on that lot. Is it your lot still? Oh, it's yours? You rent it? Huh. Real estate. Love it. This is going to sound stupid, but my goal in life is to own a mobile home lot. I would love to own a mobile home park, like the whole thing. No doubt. That, that is – have you looked at the numbers on that? What a money. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's a there's a fence guy in town that owns like half of one, and, constantly, and some of his guys live there. So he's like, it's like a double whammy. Yeah, I mean, if something happens to your trailer, you're out like freaking fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, you're like, well, we all know the one. 
<laughs> literally. Wheel of time right in, gosh. So down here in New Orleans, after Hurricane Katrina, they pulled in these uh, these FEMA trailers, and then some of them were kind of like mini mobile homes. Well, then after the people got their houses back, they were dumping them. So now they got trailer parks full of these paid, they almost paid nothing for these FEMA trailers, right? And they're just trailer parks full of them that people are living in, you know? Waiting for the next hurricane. Yeah, and they're making, making hand over fist on those things, man. You know? Just, just build a golf course around it, and you got a community. Yeah, I can see Mark on a golf cart right now riding around his trailer park. Just checking on my – Or stirring stuff up, up, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and Miss Betty down the road just gossiping. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's, that's, hey, you joke, but, man, I would love to own a trailer park. No, I. that's it, it, 100%. Yeah. Plenty of storage. Mm-hmm. Plenty of storage. <laughs> Wait, man, you got you got something unique. Well, not unique, but something unique for you. Um, you're talking about. Not this year, but next year. You had to postpone it because uh, you landed a huge job up in Wyoming. And you're going to have a GSD camp. Why is it called GSD? So it's SWI. It's a sweet GSD spring training camp. And we were going to do it in May. And I even announced it. um, But we got this huge job. I mean, it's just more it's going to take everything we got to get it done and so we got to kind of be all hands on deck and we didn't want to my motto is we don't half-ass anything we whole-ass everything so i didn't want to half-ass this and kind of get it going so we made the executive decision here last week to go ahead and put that off until 2024 and give people plenty of chance plenty of opportunity to you know prepare so it wasn't last minute and let us prepare so that we can have a great event yeah we just want to do some training that we feel like there's that's not currently taking place in the industry. Um, so really, really try and um, bring some new training. So it's not things that Sean's doing. There's a lot of value in what Sean's doing, but we, because of the way that's way we, the way we run our business, uh, more commercial stuff, more gate operator stuff, and more how to set posts without strings. That blows people's mind. Our crews in Wyoming don't use strings to set any posts, and we set them all to height. Um, so teaching those methods to people, teaching people how to install a gate operator. AFA does a great job teaching you the fundamentals, but it's in a classroom. You can't actually do conduit. You can't actually run conduit. You can't do all those things that really matter and are going to make you look professional and be professional in the industry. So we actually want hands-on, like, we got to put this operator in. It needs to be functional and show you the systems there. So, Who are we going to be right. seeing at the event? Who's all presenting? So uh, Tony will be there. Ryan Sloop will be teaching the ag portion because I think Hmm. it's really important. A lot of the ag events have been on the eastern side of the U.S., so we want to bring one to the western half of the U.S. for the people that haven't been able to travel out to get to one of those. So Ryan Sloop will be teaching a lot of ag stuff, ranch brace, how to tie wire knots, you know, high tensile stretching, um, just kind of all that stuff going over good good stuff. Stockade will be there, I'm sure. Uh, Tony Thornton will be either teaching gate operators or operations management with Veronica. Hmm. So uh, we'll have some of our guys, one of our lead sales guys, teaching people how to read blueprints, how to get into commercial estimating, because a lot of people ask us, I do residential, but I don't have any idea how to get commercial jobs. How do I break that market? Because it's totally different than residential. 100%. Um, you don't really advertise for that one. Um, so, uh, and I think that that's something that's under undercovered right now and, 
in a lot of the schools. Uh, people don't know how to read blueprints and when you get a set of plans and it's 300 pages long and you get a set of specs and it's 300 pages long, how to you know, sift through all that stuff and look at only the stuff that matters to you. Right. And then know what you're looking at once you get there. Yeah. Yeah. So some of that stuff that I think is undercovered, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of some of the other things we're doing and then we're, we'll obviously open up our shop to everybody and really open up our operation and show everybody how we run our operation for people interested in what it takes to do retail because there's a lot of people are like, well, how do I do retail? Um, it's, it's a headache and a money pit in and of its own. Um, Shane, do you do that? You do What's retail that? wholesale? Yeah, we, yeah, we do through Midwest Fence Supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. It's not easy. Oh. No, so not easy, and it takes a lot of money. And it's just some of the pitfalls. Not to mention, you can put all that money into inventory, and then nobody shows up to buy it, and then you're really in trouble. So yeah, yeah. I'm just starting out with stain. I'm starting out with stain, and I'm nervous. Y'all are selling all kinds of stuff, you know. So yeah. I can only imagine. You get a couple million dollars sitting on the ground and you need to move it. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> Man, uh, the reading of blueprints is a big deal. Um, when I was back in the plumbing industry, we were selling um, the entire subdivision of the underground utilities. The, uh, the C900 for the water and the, the mechanical joint fittings, the fire hydrants. And you're right, man. You get a roll of you get a roll of prints, and you need to know where to go and how to get there. And you need to uh, make sure you're reading those specs right. You know, when you're ordering truckloads and truckloads of uh, pipe. And I was doing that at the supply house that I was working at for guys. They would bring the plans in and be like, "Here, you know, bid this." So, oh yeah, I had a conversation with a GC today. They didn't even really look at the plans, so it's a good thing to understand how to read them right. Like I called out, like, "Well, hey." Your gates ain't four foot. They're actually six on the spec. You know, you're, you're supposed to be building us a spec for the schools. So are like, we doing six foot or not? And they're like, oh, my gosh. Thanks for calling that out. So, yeah, <laughs> it goes both ways. Yeah, it does. So a lot of people don't know. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with Adobe Acrobat, too, and they don't know all of the other features it can do for them, like takeoffs. So if you're already paying for Adobe to do a lot of other, you know, some of your other functions, then it can also do your takeoffs or your blueprints. And people, a lot of people don't know how to do that. So that's all we use. We don't use Bluebeam. I don't want to go get a subscription for that when I've already got Adobe to do all of my other stuff and send out for signatures. So we'll show people how to do that stuff with their their takeoff stuff as well. Yeah, I I need to get one of those scales that you have that weighs fittings. Did you see that? Yeah, accounting scale. Yeah. Yeah, did you see that, Shane? Uh, no, I don't think it is. So Mark's got a scale where he puts a fitting on, chain link fitting. It weighs it. Say it's, you know, 2.18 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, 0.218 pounds. Then he puts 10 on. Well, now it's 2.18, right? So I don't know if I'm saying all this right. But anyway, at that point, you know, you got it right. Hey, how many of those we need? 56? Yeah, well, count you just, the weight out. Yeah, you just start... Yeah. Dropping them on this scale, and the scale yeah. takes the twenty, the point two one eight, and turns it into numbers, and it tells you when you got fifty six of them. Yeah, yeah, it'll, t- it'll basically put in the unit weight for one, and then once you get to the, you know, and then after you put that unit weight in, then once you start dropping additional ones on, it'll count them out and tell you, okay, now you have three hundred of them, 
So we use that for nuts and bolts and real small stuff that would just be tedious and not worth counting. Easy way to do inventory. Yeah. 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 That was pretty dope. You need to get one of those, Shane. I, I know. From Midwest. We get all of supply. our a prime example would be like all the screws for our aluminum fence. We get, you know, it come thousands. And so we know we need so many on a job, but we don't just send them out with some random amount. We want to make sure they have enough. So, uh, we count those out and we give them 20 or 30 extra and we're done. And it takes no time. And we're, we're confident when we send that out that they've got what they need. Yeah. Then you, then you don't have screws rolling around the back of the truck because you sent them a box too many or yeah. they're having to leave like the job. 150 bucks on Amazon. Maybe it's pretty really? cheap. Huh? Yeah. Super I need, cheap. I need to get one of those. Yeah. So, man, before we got on camera and Shane was uh, running a little late, he was busy at the office doing good shepherd stuff. That's right. Uh, Mark and I were talking about labor issues and what we think is going on with the labor industry or the labor force, should I say. And because I told him today, I had a guy. Now, check this out. How many of y'all have this story? You got a guy that comes to work for you. You tell him what he's going to be making. He does the math and goes, wait a second. So I'll be making, you know, let's just use round numbers, $100 a day? Yeah. Oh, I've been making only $100 a week working for such and such. So now right. now he's making five times what he was making. And then he misses a day a week. Um, so he's not making everything he could make. Then on top of that, he gets out of the shithole he's living in. Gets him a decent place and then quits his job because uh, my car broke down and uh, I'm tired of waiting on rides. So I'm just going to quit my job. I'm like, well, do you have something else to do? No. Well, how are you going to pay for your new place? I don't know. I'll figure it out. That's the kind of labor issues that we're dealing with. And Mark's the same way. He said, you know, my guy today called me at 1030, said, hey, look, man, I'm quitting today. I hate to do this to you. I love working for y'all. I love this company. It's great. Had nothing but good things to say, but uh, I'm quitting. I'm like, all right, well, um, good. And he's like, no, no, I mean, like, I got somebody called. I called somebody to come to get me right now. You ever get that happen to you? Somebody just leave? I've, I've had I've had guys go AWOL on job sites, like hire men. They go out. It's like, oh, you're doing all right, all right. Foreman turns around, dude's gone. They're when we're like, what, what the, what the heck happened? You know, no, doesn't answer the phone, doesn't do anything. You know, whatever. Like, is this guy like dead in a bush somewhere? Like, what's what's going on? Where'd Joe go? Well, your car's still, yeah. Where your car's still at the shop? You know, and we're like, he's kind of waiting. You turn your head for one second, boom, the car's gone. We're like, what the heck happened there? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's. We've had a few like that. Or, yeah, just don't show up. Or, yeah, I'm quitting. I'm out. Yeah. I had a guy uh, that we interviewed. He was going to be a sub. And everything was great. He was going to start the next day. Forgot he had a doctor's appointment he had to go to. So we're going to push it back a day. And then before I know it, he had some kind of rare disease, was going to die. And he had to give up his fencing career. And <laughs> I was like, how did this happen? You know? Yeah. What are you dealing yeah, I- with? I think you guys heard about some of my welder issues. It was kind of like that for my welders. Um, hired one. So, oh, man, I just love welding in the garage. And 
I just, yeah, that's uh, my passion is welding. He was a mechanic working up at a shop down the road and so okay, well, we, we need a welder. So we'll put you on. Most of what we do is MIG. We'd like you to do TIG. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. And get him in there. And he's like, um, show him the, show him the MIG welder. And he's like, okay, now how do you set this thing up? And I'm like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I just want to make sure. And I said, you're, you're, you're scaring me because I had just hired somebody else from Tulsa welding school. For those of you that didn't see that video, I saw that. And that person said they could weld and they couldn't MIG. all they could do was stick. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't, they never put a stick in their hand to, to see if that was true, but I don't know how you graduate from school and not weld. So this is directly after that. This guy comes in and I said, you're, you're making me really nervous. Like I just hired you because you said you can weld. Now you need me to help you set the welder up. This is not, this is not a good way to start. Like, um, so I'm going to leave you here to, he said he was going to practice. I said, I'm going to leave you here to practice and we'll see how you get along here in a little bit. And by the time I came back two hours later, he was gone. He was in the wind. And then, uh, so then I hired another one. This guy was from Tulsa welding school as well. And he sort of swore up and down. He could weld and, he came in and he could kind of weld. I mean, maybe with JB, uh, <laughs> welds are terrible. Maybe with JB. I have a 14-year-old son. We were teaching how to weld here a few weeks back, and he could weld just as good as this guy. Um, his fabrication skills, zero fabrication skills. They couldn't. He. I handed him a tape measure and a square and said, prove, prove to me this gate square. They couldn't do it. Could not tell me with with a square and a tape measure, two different ways of doing it. The square would have been the cheating way and not the as accurate way. But they couldn't. They didn't know that you could pull diagonals like that. Eluded him. Wow. So he he went home for the, at the end of the day after I told him I came back and he was welding gates with my son and it, the holes were in the wrong spot. It was just terrible, terrible, terrible work. And I said, you've got to do better. I said, I put you on at a, at a good wage because you were supposed to know how to fabricate weld. And, you know, you were going to do things. And he said, this is not acceptable. Well, he never showed back up. We ended up having to mail him his stuff. Like, as he left his hood, he left his coat, he left everything. And he was there again in the wind. And now I've got a welder that's amazing. He just, he does things. But that's my hint to you. Like, if somebody comes to you and they say, hey, I just graduated Tulsa Welding School, be like, we're pretty good right now. We don't really need people. <laughs> we're at a hiring freeze currently. Uh, yeah, currently... Uh, why don't so, you go work for about a dozen people and come back? <laughs> so, Mark, how what, what's going on with um, with with this new SWI Florida? You you drive two hundred miles, you move two hundred miles away, start a new fence company, and you're like, hey, I'm going to challenge this, see if I can build this business up. How how is it going right now? What's going on with with your your new venture? And I know I've been following it on um, on YouTube, but there's a lot of people might not know that you even have a, a YouTube channel. I've seen your subscribers. You don't have a whole lot. so. No, yeah, successful contractors <laughs> really lagging behind SWI, which blows my mind because there's a lot of really good things on there, I think, yeah. that could help people that are just starting out. Um, fun fact, I think there's – it varies, but some people estimate there's in excess of 50,000 or as many as 65,000 fence companies, and a lot of those are brand-new companies that probably – and again, a lot of those won't be around here in a few years. Um, that's kind of how I ended up where I'm at is because I did a lot of things wrong in the beginning, you know, all the way, you know, the, the story of my life is on YouTube for all to see and all of its freaking 
uh, yeah, the misery that I went through and ended up in bankruptcy, failed business, the whole nine yards, and then had to start over again. So the whole purpose of starting this channel was to help people not do that. Um, I figured if I did that and if, you know, if I did that and I kept my mouth shut, you know, then really it doesn't benefit anybody. It didn't really benefit me. It doesn't, you know, but if I could talk about it and have the courage to talk about something that's not fun to talk about, then hopefully it would help a bunch of other people. And so that's, that's what we strive to do. So fast forward to now we were in Wyoming and I had the channel and we were just talking about things that matter to contractors, how to be a better contractor, uh, kind of like your podcast indicates. Um, and moved down here and I thought, Hey, this is, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I'm just the type of person I can't sit around and do nothing. So I need something to keep me occupied. I think maybe this was ill-advised. Uh, this may not have been the thing, but <laughs> Hey, I'm in it now. I'm in it to win it. So on full sun. I had interviewed Josh Glover and Josh Glover was talking about how he went from zero to $2 million in two years. And I'm like, well, let's just see if we can rep- replicate it. Um, Oh, I remember that in two years. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, let's just see if we can do that again. Um, granted he had a hurricane that helped him out a lot tremendously, but you know, the, the challenges are the same. You still got to find people. You still got to find work. And so we're out here giving it heck, uh, last year, I think 1.2 million unprofitable. So that's a big, I want to warn everybody. I don't want anybody to think, Hey, 1.2 million the first year, it's all great until you lose $200,000 doing it. Mm-hmm. That's not great. That's what we right. did. Right. You know, my tax return last year, not great. So you have to be ready for that. But I felt like we were investing in the future. So it's worth it to me to go ahead and do that. Uh, but this year, the, the main goal is to reach that $3 million mark and do so profitably. If I, if I make a profit of $10, I'm going to consider it a win. Um, you know, cause it means we're on the right path. And if we can get some good people in the interim, that, that'll make a big difference. Um, you know, so we've already, uh, I think we ended up March at like $500,000 or something like that. And so, I mean, we're on, we're on the path to maybe 2 million. So we're really going to have to step it up if we want to hit our goal, but I won't lie to anybody. If I fail, I'll let you know, I, I'm not going to lie and tell everybody it was great when it wasn't because there's things about this that have not been great. Not been great at all. Um, yeah. Maybe looking back on it, and I don't have enough hindsight yet to decide whether or not I'd do this again. Ask me in four years. When I'm in the middle of it, it's not the great time to ask me. But right now, I'm kind of thinking, hmm, this might not have been great. But I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm not going to give up. So what's your what's your breakdown right now, like commercial, residential? We're... Because I've seen you do a little bit of both. Yeah, probably, we're probably 25%. We're getting to a point where we're about 25% commercial. And last year it was 100% residential. So that's right. good. We're seeing some larger numbers on the commercial. And ultimately, if we're really going to hit our goal, we have to get into that. We have yeah, to make that a much bigger part of our business. Yeah, that's just easier to go do a $100,000 job than do 10, you know, 10 or 15, yeah. $7,500 jobs. Yeah, that's where we're at. We're probably hitting about 25% commercial right now. And We've picked up some really interesting residential uh, jobs, and it's all because of um, Courtyard Aluminum and their ability to build whatever kind of gate we throw at them. Dude, I will be the first one to say that. I throw them ridiculous gates all the time. Yeah. I mean, is that 
courtyard aluminum is that uh is that digger yeah specialties yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i've been trying oh, to get yeah. away from saying diggers because it's a uh it's a it's crazy the, the their their courtyard their dsi and their diggers so i'm just going with courtyard yeah. from now on you know yeah. yeah but yeah man they're they're building a gate for us right now that i'm just like they can do that so now dylan's out there with his chest out pounding it like like a gorilla going hey uh oh just send us whatever picture you want we can make it i'm like you better be careful with that you know so I'll strike it down. Yeah, yeah. So now, now I got all these text messages coming in from customers. What about this gate? What about this gate? And I'm just dropping it in the company cam, going, uh, "Dylan, this guy wants some crazy stuff." And sure enough, we got one back uh, yesterday, and they sent a schematics. I'm like, a CAD drawing. I'm like, holy shit, we can do that. You know. So I'm 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 pretty stoked about those jobs. When you start picking up thirty thousand dollar gate jobs on a residential deal that's not even yeah. not even commercial you know that's a nice Easy little money. deal but you know what everyone we've been selling like that we do the gate we do the operator we do it's usually farm fencing and we're staying in it it's like boom 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 turnkey turnkey deal hmm. yeah and then we had another one like that and the lady financed the whole thing hmm Real nice. We're not we're not seeing a lot of financing here yet, which is surprising. Um, we, we probably just suck at offering it. <laughs> I need to talk to you about that and how I'm uh, how I'm utilizing. I think we financed five or six people so far this month. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's a trick to it. I was talking to Shane about how I do it. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> process. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see a ton of financing. We offer it. We do that stuff, but a lot of people are yeah, like, "We offer it as well, but check, don't let's have go. a lot of conversions." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've learned not to use their pre qualification tool because we didn't. We have a lot of people around here that just moved into their house. Well, to get pre qualified, they do a soft credit check, and you got to be at your address for more than two years. So I had people getting denied, 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 denied. So I ripped that shit off my, my website. I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. Because how do you convince? Imagine this. Tanya goes on and does a, does a pre-qualification. She gets denied. Then I call her up and say, hey, I got a few questions. I see you got denied. Um, hey, have you been in your house longer than two years? Well, we moved in two, two months ago. Oh, well, that's why you didn't get qualified. And now I got to convince you to run your credit? After you've already got in your head, you weren't pre-qualified. That's a tough sell. Oh yeah, to convince that. So let's just take that out the equation. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's how we've been handling it when it comes to good old financing. That's fair. Yep. So that's that's where we're at. The biggest thing we're struggling with now, I think, is. Uh, trying to find qualified labor. I can find people that want to put in fence, but they have no technical skills on how to do it. What I really need is some good people that want to make good money and grow with the company. And that's been a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, so we're offering upwards of $34 an hour. If somebody has the skills with full benefits, insurance, 401k, you know, paid time off, all the stuff. And really can't get anybody to show up. I've had pe- like three or four people that we thought we had hired. And then when it comes time to like take action, 
Nothing. It's crickets. And that mm. kind of blows my mind uh, that it's that tough. Um, coming from Wyoming, I think what we saw, the difference between Wyoming and here is that that's a rural market. So it's very rural. A lot of people have a lot more skills coming down here. It's an urban market. And I think that people just don't have to have the skills so they don't. You know, if people aren't, it's handy, I guess is maybe the way I want to say that. Yeah. Like if you go to Wyoming and every kid in town knows how to weld. Well, that's I mean, the thing, Mark. They didn't go to Tulsa welding school. <laughs> they did. They went to high school and they worked in their shop at night. Yeah. So, you know, that's funny you say that. I was talking, I forget who we interviewed, and they said the best place to find workers for your fence company is at the uh, the FFA or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. the Future Farmers of America, yep. because those kids can weld. They know how to work. They already wear boots and jeans every day. Try, try to get these some of these guys wear boots and jeans every day. You know, I mean, like me, <laughs> but yeah, like flip, I, I call you uh, flip flop Mark Olson, but um, yeah, man, I, it's the best place to go. Look, mm-hmm. when I tell my story about how I got into grass cutting that eventually got into fencing, the reason why I was able to do that is because the kid that was working for me was in the FFA. He was a country boy. He wasn't afraid to work. He knew how to weld. They were welding on my mowers and shit in, in their FFA class or whatever shop class. I don't know what the hell they call it. I'm from the city, man. We don't, I don't do that shit, you know? Um, <clears throat> and that's why. Guess what? He's now got his own fence company here in town, and we send him work. And But that's how I started out, because of him. If I wouldn't have had him, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today because I probably wouldn't have made it. There you, you go. Know? All about the people. Yeah. Because of uh because of that FFA attitude. You yeah. know? Those those good old so boys. like that. Uh if you're like if you have a community college, get with the rodeo guys. Like go find the rodeo guys. Oh the yeah. Rodeo team, go go with them. Welding school and the community college. Go find those guys. I mean, there's certain places. If you can find the the farm ranch workers, I'm telling you, they're the best. Hands down. No uh, comparison. I just thought of something. So I was on the phone with somebody today, and I told them uh, we were having Mark Olson on tonight because he's like, who are you having on tonight? Because I'm going to have him on next week. And he said, uh, I told him Mark Olson. He's like, oh, ask him about his highway sign. Your billboard. I have no idea why he told me to say that, but he said, ask him about his billboard. And that was all he said. I'm like, what? And he's like, no, just ask him. So what's the deal with this billboard? I don't know. There's another thing that I did that we'll see whether or not it's actually the right thing. So there's things I don't do. Um, people want to know what we do for advertising. We Google Facebook, typical stuff. But when I was driving down I-95, I'm thinking, man, there's like, I don't know how many people, it's 150,000 people a day. I don't, the traffic's crazy on 95, just crazy. And I see these billboards popping up that say they're, you know, rent them out. So I called them a little over a year ago and said, how much is one going to cost? And they're like, well, it's $2,000. I'm like, oh, I, don't know. I don't know about that. But I kept seeing them and then one popped up again this year. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the leap and see whether or not it works. Because I don't do radio. I don't 
personally, I don't believe in radio and I don't believe in magazines. I don't believe in newspaper. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't do any of that stuff. Old school. Yeah, so, I, got, I got rid of my radio ads. So we do Google and then I'm going to try this one thing. But to do it, we got a tracking phone number so that hopefully we can tell whether or not it pays off. Because when I look at billboards, if I want something that's on there and I don't already know about it, I'm going to take a picture of it and then, you know, re-reference it. Right. Uh, so I've done that before. That's how I got the number for the the billboard company that was offering theirs, you know, their billboard. Is I just took a picture of the phone number on it. So um, we're hoping to get conversions off that. See how that's doing. Um, but it's not cheap. Um, it was two thousand dollars a month, and I think Canon. I was I talked to Canon. This is right about the time Canon did all his, uh-huh. and you know, Canons are much much cheaper, but not near the traffic. So. We've got this giant billboard. I think it's 14 by 56 or something like that. So it's it's good that people are calling me and saying, hey, we saw your billboard because I haven't told anybody it was out there. That means it's noticeable, which is good. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't. I thought maybe there was something you did on it. I didn't know if maybe you were on there with some bright fluorescent told, shoes. Yeah, or The biggest thing on there is it says hurricane-rated fence, and that's that gets people's attention, I guess. I, I like can't, that. Dude, I can't tell you um, – I had a conversation with a guy and he kind of got upset with me and was like, Hey man, you need to change the way you, you worded that. And because the consumer doesn't know what a postmaster post is, hmm. you know, they don't know. Um, it's kind of like if I say, uh, "Hey, give me those pair of Klein tools. Give me that. Give, give me those pair of Klein's." An electrician knows what I'm talking about, but Miss Betty, who's uh, you know baking bread or whatever the hell she's doing today, or babysitting or working her job, doing she has no idea what a pair of Klein's are. So what we do is, and we put this on every single one of our wood post um, estimates. In the description, like we have notes and specifications, we have on there wood post, yes, lifetime warranty, galvanized, tropical storm proof post, no. And people go, hey, what's up with those lifetime posts? Mm-hmm. And that's how I sell them. Oh, well, you know, and then we go ahead and give them the spiel. Well, usually they see our little video that we send them when they become a new customer. Then they see that, and then they ask us, we give them a price. I don't know, half the time we sell it, you know. But I will tell you this, man. Those Postmasters, you don't think they don't work? 30 to 1, Joe Everson and I did a show this past Saturday, and we were looking at my boards talking about automations, and I had columns made for all the jobs that were storm work that were Postmaster and all the ones that were storm work in wood. And we had 30 wood jobs to every one postmaster job that was damaged during the storm think about that so not only does that say volume for the postmaster brand or that type of post whether it's you're buying postmaster or whether you're buying some other brand right it says a lot for the 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 driving portion because all those suckers are driven 42 inches deep mm-hmm Think so about I get, we get a lot of pushback on that. You know, people say, well, I, you know, if I go out tomorrow and I put in a four by four fence 
And then I put in a Postmaster one, the four by four is stronger. But you're comparing that on day one with a wet four by four, which is actually strong because it's got a lot of flex and stuff. And you dry that four by four out in the, you know, out West, you dry that thing out and then you add a ton of wind or you add a little bit of rot and the story changes. We had posts rotting off in dry climate, Wyoming, the treated ones. We had them rotting off in five to seven years really? and snapping off. So the, when they dry out, they get a lot more brittle. So we did our test with all green stuff. And I wish I could find something that was 100% dry because it makes a big difference in how strong the wood is. I think if we would have done it with a super dry, and if we would have done cedar, it's a no-brainer. Cedar posted would have just laid it on the ground. But uh-huh. you know, southern yellow pine is actually pretty strong. Um, so wet southern yellow pine is incredibly strong, but wait a couple years. And then that's when yeah. the postmaster catches up and excels and exceeds the ability of the wood because it's going to be the same or near the same in 15 years when the post, you know, we know treated fence posts down here, yeah. treated fences down here, they're run off in 10 years, no problem. Well, that's that's what ends, they're gone. That's what ends up happening. So you've got the uh, postmaster and you are a, or a galvanized post that is rated for what you know what i'm saying that style post mm. if you look at them they're side by side at the starting at when, when when they take off right at a, on, a, on a relay race side by side and then when they get about halfway when every step that you go in that race the postmaster gets a step ahead because it doesn't change but the woods it's not as fast off the line, but in the long run, in a quarter mile, it's going to win the race. Exactly because because that wooden post, every step that you go around that track, that post is getting weaker and weaker, and it's drying out, and it's getting weaker and weaker, and it's cracking, and it's checking, and it's warping, and it's twisting, and it's and the postmaster is standing there proud, and by the time you get halfway, the postmaster is twenty five percent ahead of the wood. By the time you get to the end, you can't. Yeah, you can't even see the wood post. But all the people want to look at it on day one, and they're like, "On day one, it's so much stronger." Yeah, but think about this long term because this isn't a one day purchase. This doesn't need to last a day. It needs to last twenty, thirty years. Well, I find it easier to sell a lifetime warranty galvanized tropical storm force windproof post. Mm That's how, I know it says a lot, but guess what? The customer can relate instead of me saying postmaster. Yeah. Yep. It's a whole lot easier to sell them that post and tell them we're going to drive it into the ground 42 inches deep when we're tearing down an old fence. Well, hey, you want to do this yeah. again? You know? So we want to talk about driving. You realize that more than half of America, these 60,000 fence builders that are out there, you realize that probably, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 55,000 of them think that driving is nuts and that we're a bunch of hacks and that it's a terrible system and there's no way it'll ever stand up or hold up to time because they have their head under a rock. They're well, know, that's that's my opinion. It's it's like they haven't been out there to see what's going on and driven posts have been out there for decades decades anchor right. fence does anybody know about anchor fence you talk about them and these newcomers are like well, who acts anchor fence anchor fence is probably the granddaddy of the driven fence system right well i got a friend i got a friend that lives out in las vegas and every time i talk to him he's like you know mark olson sucks 
I mix my concrete and I use like five gallons of water in every hole. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, is you know what? Brian Fredericansons or that is Fredericson. That's that's Brian Fred Aluminum. Brian Fred Aluminum has taken on my hashtag Mark Sucks. <laughs> yeah, when, speaking of which, have you heard of the foie? I think Brad, Brian Fredericson's like he's the mag daddy of the foie. Uh, does it, you know what that oh, sounds I'm like? That right. Am That's, I saying that right? It's the foie. Yes, it's, it's the, the foie. foie. Okay. It's the foie. foie. Have you foie. ever had? Sure. Have, you, have you ever had? Uh, is it foie gras? Foie gras. It sounds like. Do you know what I'm, foie gras I'm, I'm is? Organization. Foie, foie, I think I have this right. Foie gras is duck liver that they put into it, make a butter out of it. Have you ever had that? Yeah. No, I'm gonna pass. No. Dude, it's fucking phenomenal. If you have not had it, I think I'm saying this right. If, if if somebody knows if I'm saying it right, please let me know. But I'm pretty sure it's called faux gras. It's either like duck liver or, or something like that. <clears throat> they make it into a butter, and it is fucking phenomenal. It's phenomenal, bro. I almost said phenomenal and amazing in the same word. It is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> you're, you're conjuring up images of this dish. So you want you want a story? Yeah, like they for, all right, right. They force feed geese so they get a fatty liver. Oh my god, it's fucking great. What man. kind of Discovery Channel stuff? You? I'm telling you right now, y'all come down here. To, y'all come down here to New Orleans with me. I'm going to take you to a steakhouse, and when you order that steak, you get the foie gras, the foie gras, whatever it is, uh, butter. You're going to be like, all right, Dan, I'm down. Put this shit in a fucking container and ship it to home, ship it to my house. It's amazing. It is fucking phenomenal. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I had some stuff. So you know, you know, we went to New England or not New England. We went to England, like not the old England. That's not my hair. We went to old England, like the original one. Yeah, the original uh, yeah. one. The OG. The OG. So. The last night I was there, I, Nick, the camera guy, was like, Nick, you're in charge of the reservation. I just want something memorable. I don't really care what you do because he was really worried about it. So we, we make this reservation. He, we get this reservation. We're all late. Every like Dan and Alan and I were all late. Nick's sitting there in his nice sweater, and he looks nice, and we show up in, like, hoodies. <laughs> this place is, like, at the top of one of the fancy buildings, and we get to looking at the menu, and we're like, uh, you don't get to choose what you're going to eat tonight. You're just going to – this is a tasting menu. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Um, but okay, when do we tell you what we want to order? Like, no, it doesn't work like that. The only thing you get to choose is your dessert. And I'm like, oh. And then I look at the menu, and this is like this is like $150 a plate or something like that. I'm like, ooh, yowza, yowza. I think – Sodas were like 25 bucks or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it was crazy. So anyhow, we're at like 13 courses into this tasting menu, and they bring me out something that looks like something shit on my plate. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I have a picture of it. It looked, it, and it apparently, and hey, I paid good dang money for this, so I'm eating it. Or I'm at least trying to eat it. And so we're, we're all talking about this, and there's a table behind. Nick had... So Nick's sitting in front of me, and then there was two of us with our backs facing. There's this couple over by the window, and they were just cracking up the whole time we're eating our meal. And I think they had a bet on who was going to lose their lunch first <laughs> and walk out of that place. I'm not kidding you. We're in hoodies, and this is like a this is a two hundred dollar plate place. By the end, of, I mean it's very very fancy. So I'm eating this thing that looks like something shit on my plate, and turns out it was some sort of macerated mushroom. I don't I don't know, but it was terrible. It looked as 
it tasted bad. It looked bad. It was awful, but I, I tried it. And that's when you were talking about your duck liver. Thing. That's all I could think about was this thing on my plate. And I've got a picture of it. It's, it's oh, terrible. The food is awesome, bro. It's so oh, good. No, this was, this was not this, this mushed up mushroom stuff. And it was black. Nobody wants to eat black, black poo. That's what it was. It was <laughs> no. Nobody wants to eat that. Let's give me a lighter shade. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any green poo? Check my Facebook page later on. I'll post a picture of it. But it looks, it looks, that's what it was. It was black poo. I'll be waiting to see it. Yeah, I can't wait to see I'll it. I'll post it as soon as we get off this thing. I'll post that. Yeah, I want to. I want to see it right away. I can't. I can't wait. And so Nick felt terrible because he's like, well, I didn't know it was going to be this expensive and. I, I was literally waiting for them to kick us out of this place because we did not look like we belonged. We didn't talk like we belonged. Like I said, this couple behind us, I don't think they enjoyed their meal as much as they enjoyed watching us choke this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there used to be a place here in um, in New Orleans. It was called um, uh, Tony something. I can't think of the name of it. It closed down. I don't know if Katrina put it out of business or if... Uh, COVID, I can't remember. Anyway, you used to go in and just say, give me to feed me. It was an Italian place. It was in his old house and it had his antique furniture all in it. And you literally felt like they stuffed you in a room in your grandma's house, you know, and there was tables everywhere. And you just say, give me to feed me. And they brought out a seven course meal. It was all Italian food. And I tell you what, it was phenomenal. Really was. It was really good Carb stuff. Coma. Um, no, not really. It wasn't a lot of pastas, but it was a lot of, a lot of Italian food. It was really, really good. Really good. Really good stuff. And now, and now we have breaking news coming to you straight from the My Fence Life studios. Hey guys, if you didn't already see, um, I made a little post today about what the breaking news was about. And uh, the littlest intruder ever, a toddler, crawls through the White House fence. I couldn't pass up this breaking news, guys. So <laughs> I pulled this thing up, and Benji's like, you need to check this out. Click that link I just put in the Google Doc. I clicked it, and there's two Secret Service guys holding this toddler up, one each by underneath his arm, and the kid's got his feet kicking, and they're just holding him up, hauling him out of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> It's great, man. So a, cu- a, cur- a curious toddler just kind of waddled on through the brand new fence that uh, the White House just had made like two years ago, man. The Secret Service ended up grabbing the kid and they actually detained this toddler because they didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, a Secret Service spokesman said, we, incur- we encountered a curious young visitor along the White House North Fence line who briefly entered the White House grounds. He did more than briefly. The kid gets through the fence and starts running, and the Secret Service guys had to chase down this little kid. And <laughs> it, it, it was almost like uh, like you see those little midget wrestlers when they pick them up and the kids are kicking their feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I thought that was Biden's target audience. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. It may be. Smelled nice. (laughs) So, look, guys, this may be the first successful intrusion onto the complex of the White House 
fence since they've had this new doubled in height, roughly 13 foot fence in the recent years after a series of security breaches. Um, while taller, the new fence has an additional inch of space between the pickets with a total of five and a half inches in between. Look, man, whoever, whoever at the White House decided to get this fence obviously has never read pool code. Yeah, that's a terrible thing. How are you going to have five and a half inches? Right. Anyway, that's our breaking news tonight. I thought it was funny. Uh, I told Benji we need to go ahead and put that on the, on the website so y'all can see the pictures of this little kid and them tackling his toddler. It's freaking hilarious, man. So anyway, back to what we were talking about. Since we All got, snipers off. Are yeah, can you imagine snipers on the roof of the uh, zeroing in on your two-year-old? <laughs> they got a toddler. What's going on? I, I wonder if the fence guy was thinking to himself, all right, we're putting this fence up for the White House, and we need five and a half inches in between here. We should have so done a double every, picket. Any kid up to 10 years old can get through this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't We should have we put puppy picket five foot tall. Yeah. You know? Anyway, um, back to what we were talking about, guys. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. Where were we? Um, I don't know. Did Biden sniff him? <laughs> These are the things going through my head right now. You smelled so good. If I can only I live, he was doing immediately left the Oval Office. Yeah, if I could, if I, as soon as he heard a toddler had breached the White House lawn, he was out the Oval Office. <laughs> no shoot, I'll recover. <laughs> That's funny. All right, I gotta stop laughing. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't get the picture out of my head of him sniffing his poor little Tyler. Oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you'll so, see it on the news next week. Just give it time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, guys. Um, so, Mark, in the adventures of SWI, um, you're selling no dig system. You've got a aluminum I beam. Which, by the way, I need to order some. We got a job that we're doing. Our first job. Um, you're selling these aluminum I-beams that you drive into the ground. Then you slide a two-inch post over it. Yep. And screw to it. And at that point, that sucker was not going anywhere. I saw a YouTube video where you were, like, pushing back and forth on this thing. And it wasn't yeah, going anywhere. They can take anywhere. a hell of a beating. Yeah, they can take a hell of a beating. So, I well, money. well, did y'all see Sean King did that um, that fence? They had those that micro burst. I don't know what the hell, tornado or some shit went through mm-hmm. his town. And there was an aluminum fence that I think the post broke off at ground level. Sean went in, cut them all off, took and drove the no post dig the the no dig post down into the aluminum posts that were already in the ground, mm-hmm. right? Drove them down in, put the post back over it, screwed it to it, and the guy had a better fucking fence than what he started with. Yeah. Did you see that video, Shane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stronger, cleaner, faster. Dude, I was like, all right, this, this is phenomenal. 
I post for the win yet again. It really is. It really is. So this whole thing kind of came about. Now, I want to be very clear with anybody out there thinking that I'm taking credit for this. This is nothing that I... This is nothing that I, um, I didn't invent this system. We actually bought the patent from another guy that invented the system. And I didn't invent driving posts. Posts have been driven forever. Um, we're just the first ones to like try and bring it mainstream and really have the mouthpiece to do so. So through YouTube and some of the, the power of YouTube and that, we've really kind of blown it up. And so that's what we get a lot of. We get so many calls, so many calls about no dig. Um, if you look at the videos on our YouTube channel, they're the highest rated videos on our channel typically. Um, anything to do with no dig. So the consumers love it. They're getting behind it. And if you don't know what it is, you're probably going to get left behind. Yeah. Because there are so many of your customers that believe in it and want it. You're going to have to offer it. Whether it be Steel Post, you know, our customers believe in Steel Post. They know why we do it. They believe in the no dig aluminum or aluminum, the no dig vinyl. Um, we've just shown them why. So we don't just go out there and say, hey, just, just, you know, my sources, trust me, bro. That's not it. You know, we're trying to show you why you should be able to do this and get it through people's heads. That, But we still have the naysayers out there. There's still 55,000 fence contractors out there that think we're the shittiest people on earth. It's not true. Well, we're doing some of the best fence out there, but oh yeah, it's because... They're so stuck in their ways, they won't open their minds to new ways to do things. And those are the people that are going to get left behind when you adapt to new technology. We converted. It's perfect. Look, man, I, that's that's a new fucking brand for me, you know. Um, so we're doing, um, I'm not going to mention who it is, but there's a chain that is redoing all their stores. Well, we came in and said, hey. You know what we can do? We can go ahead and take an inch and five eighths post. We're going to go ahead and drive it. And we bought the donuts from you, huh, Mark? Mm-hmm. So went ahead. We bought some donuts. We're putting a two and a half inch post. Is that what we ordered? Yep, two and a half. Those yeah. donuts only fit. So it adapts inch and five eighths pipe to two and a half inch. So we have a commercial application. We're going to drive inch and five eighths post. We're going to slide these donuts over. And we're going to put the aluminum fence, and it's going along that drive-through. Mm-hmm. And they love the idea. The engineer was like, "This is awesome. We're going this way." So now we're bidding. Yeah, we're quoting on one, two, three more of them, and I think we got the second one. And it's the same engineer, so I think we're going to get all four. Yeah. Well. And because of the no dig system. Now, they're going all two-and-a-half-inch posts, so i got to drive inch and five-eighths with the donuts. But because of the no-dig system, they're going to go ahead and pretty much use us for every project. And guess what? One of the projects, there was a gas line. Like, hey, man, I don't know about driving on this deal. we got a gas line here. We're going to have to dig, uh, hand-dig all this. The uh, the engineer ended up having them dead, dead that uh, – that gas line, just discontinue it and run a whole nother gas line because he wanted us to drive. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this dude likes driving. So, yeah, I'm all excited about that, man. And we're using Courtyard for that. So it's going to give us an eye, an, an opportunity to get that textured black out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so they're there. And part of the reason that this all came about is because down here in Florida, we were having a hard time trying to compete doing things the way that they had been done. 
So we looked at it and said, what can we do that's different, that is equally as good, if not better, to offer our customers that sets us apart from everybody else? And we and I just rested on the fact that there's no good reason why we shouldn't be driving all our posts. There's no good reason here. There's no rocks. The worst thing we're going to run into is roots. This is so conducive to driving. Every environment isn't well, a perfect environment for driving, but Florida Florida's about as good as it gets. Oh, yeah, man, because of, of the sandy clay. But, you know, there's more than just roots. You've got electrical lines. You've got sewer lines. You've got septic tanks. You've got gas lines. How are you dealing with that, Mark? We don't have too many of those problems. The biggest thing we hit is water lines because they're six inches deep and nobody knows. They never mark them. Uh-huh. They're terrible about marking them. So what happens? Water lines and so what happens fixed. if the customer has utilities, right? And they want the fence in front of utilities, and you're doing your driving posts. Do you hand dig a couple of those posts and then drive the rest? You know, we might pothole them and find out where the utilities really are. We have a locator on our truck, so we can kind of pinpoint it a lot closer than they can. You know, we can get depth and stuff like that. We. Utilities aren't the problem here that it was in Wyoming. So, you know, like your communications people, they won't even come out and locate. We call one calls all the time. They'd rather come and fix it after we blow through it than, than come and locate every job. Real. Uh, electric is a lot of times overhead, which in Wyoming, it's almost always buried now. So we get a lot of overhead. Um, there's no gas lines here. Very rarely is there gas lines. So we don't have to worry about gas. You don't have so natural just, gas there? Yeah, very rare. My house doesn't have natural gas and propane, and they're not going to locate propane. Yeah. Man, can you imagine being in Florida where there's nothing but hurricanes and not having gas? When the electricity goes out, you're fucked. Yeah, but it's not that cold either. I mean, I have a generator, so we have propane, and we run our generator whenever the we lost power for a day last season. Um, but there's just not a whole lot of need for gas. Yeah. So utilities really aren't our biggest problem. Huh. And you can probe, you can build probes for your trucks to probe for electric, you know, utilities. If you just want the poor man's way of trying to find pipes and things like that. So you think having a locator on the trucks beneficial? Um, I don't have it on the trucks. We just have one at the shop. So in case we need to find something, Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the way we have it in Wyoming, too. So each location has one that they can use if they feel like they need to get closer. But here, and everybody yeah. said, what What are you going to do if you have a hole? You know, you got to dig a hole and it's this big. Well, you have a lot ch- smaller chance of hitting something if it's that big, right? Right. Yeah, I'm running you down just, an eight-inch auger. Yeah, you just cut your chances. And so when they give you that two-foot margin of error where well, you got to be two feet off of it, I can get right up next to that two feet now. Because yeah. I'm not drilling it with a 10 or 12 inch auger. Dude, I, re- I remember the first dro- job we ever drove. We were in this subdivision and it was like a big deal. We're driving our first postmaster job. I was excited. I rarely leave the office. I was out on the job site that day. I'm like, all right, I got to check this out. So Dylan's out there. He gets them going. We, we're, we're, you know, first job, you're feeling your way through it. You're learning that, hey, you got to get right underneath the soffit of the house and the house is only. Soft is only eight foot. You're trying to drive a 10 foot post, you know? So you start dealing with those kind of things. Well, we start driving and the neighbors got their chairs out, sat on the driveway watching. 
I didn't notice. I'm just I'm paying attention to my guys. I'm taking video. We're doing all this. And I went ahead and left. Well, then Dylan tells me, he's like, hey, man, uh, we had like four neighbors come over. Like, what are y'all doing? Because all they heard was a, you know, they hear this banging. We're driving posts, and I got guys coming behind them putting up runners. They were absolutely amazed. I've probably done more postmaster jobs, like not not more altogether, but in a central area. You know, we got them spotted everywhere. But in a, in, in a closed area, in that cell division, we've probably done four or five jobs just because my guys were out there late on the job, pounding posts, and people coming home like, what the hell are they doing? We had one guy coming over. You know how the old man does? He comes up and he taps on everything. You know that old guy that always takes his fingernail and taps on everything? Feels like if he does that, it's it's better for some reason? I don't know. We had one of those guys. He's like over there tapping with his finger. Man, this is strong stuff. <laughs> fingernail check. Yeah, fingernail check. We're done. You know? Yeah, it's, and, and that's the, and the customers. Once you show customers the value in that, it's so easy to sell them on it. We sold a huge subdivision project. We did 2,500 feet of black chain link. We did 2,500 feet of uh, uh, tan vinyl fence and then 800 feet of aluminum all on the same job. And it was because he saw the no dig stuff and he's like, dude, that's, I don't, I'm not hiring anybody else. You know what? I eliminated all of my competition by being different. Because he believed, and we showed him why. We showed him the, the, you know, the videos, so we had stuff to back it up. But people are on board. Your customers, if your customers aren't asking for it now, trust me, you wait, wait two years. Your customers are going to be demanding that you oh, they- leave some giant mess in their backyard. The people that are not hauling off their dirt, you guys, you guys are effed. We are ruining <laughs> it for you people. Oh yeah, little man, talking about what somebody doesn't have. So. I've got a new uh, assistant. I wouldn't call her assistant. She answers the phone, lady. <clears throat> um, anyway, we'll move on from that. But anyway, she, I had uh, the foods that made America on, on the History Channel, playing on my TV in my office. And I'm working, and I'm kind of watching it. And she's like, this is kind of interesting. You know, you really like this? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why? I'm like, well... If you learn about the foods that made America and what those guys had to overcome and the marketing that they had to do to become a food that changed America, you can learn from those things. And she asked me, well, what do you mean? Well, Burger King, for example. You want to know why Burger King made it? Because they came up with that conveyor belt burger cooker and they could cook more burgers than McDonald's. That was one of the things that put them over the top. And there's other things, but they had something that no one else had. So then I said, let me show you something. So we walked out in my showroom. So you see that aluminum? You want to know why I got it and why it's in here? Because nobody else can get it. You see those postmasters? You want to know why I have them? Because nobody else can get them. You see this stain? You want to know why I have it? Because nobody else can get it. So when you start having something that your competitors can't get, then the customer's got to come to you. But you got to market it USP. properly. Yeah, USP. That's what we wanted was a unique selling proposition. 
yes. something that nobody else is doing. And for them to go and do it, so all the other people in my area, if they want to do it, they have to learn all the techniques and have to get up to speed. For the same reason I can't go back and do dig systems, my guys don't know it. They don't know how to do a dig system that well, and they would probably all quit if they had to start carrying concrete. <laughs> Not probably. They'd be like, I'm, I'm gone. Like, I believed in you before, but you've lost your mind and we're not doing this. We don't dig holes. We just don't. We're hundred percent digless here in St. Augustine and Wyoming. Uh, I think Wyoming is starting to embrace that, but we've got a lot more of an uphill battle, not to mention we have a lot worse conditions in some of those areas with the rocks and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Our crews now are like, did you sell no dig? Please, did you did you sell no dig? <laughs> and that's the way it's going to be. That's the way my no, that, guys were yeah. like, no, we have to go dig a hole. Uh, no, I don't want to give it to that guy. I don't. I don't want to do that. Can we not do that anymore? How 100%. do we not do that? Oh yeah, we had we. I had I sent two guys out the other day, knocked down 120 foot of aluminum. Uh, they were back to the shop in less than three hours. Three three hours. Yeah, it's yeah. so fast. Crazy fast. So I was like, wait, you're done? <laughs> have you seen the stuff Sean's posting? Like, he did yeah. that one job, and it was six sections an hour. With him. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. We just bought five SpaceX's. Yeah. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. It's, well, yeah. Today? Or, yesterday. Yes, yeah. We just, we just had a bunch of X-Men come in. Hmm. I got you a know? plethora of those. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we just had two more come in. Those tools are the bomb, man. Yeah. Sean just sort of quit, quit fucking fencing and sell tools, man. He He's trying, I think. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Slow migration. So it's now it's super fencers. So yeah. yeah, between super fencers and uh, Mister Fence Tools, it's all over with, man. Um, so what about drivers? You know, I bought my first driver, which was a Rhino from SWFence.com. Yes, the guy, yeah, and. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not buying another one, Mark. I'm going for that U.S. Hammer, man. Well, we got those two. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, you son of a bitch. I thought I had something on you for a second. No, no we got the U.S. <laughs> Hammer, and I saw them, and they talked to – they were actually talking to us before Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I think here's the thing with all the drivers. Everybody's like, what's the best one? And I'm going to tell you this straight up. I think there's several good things about each driver. I will tell you that – the ready driver probably pounds harder than the Rhino XA. If you if you get the extended anvil version, which is what you have to have to drive Postmasters, it probably hits a little bit harder. I've done the test. I know what, what it does. The Rhino, I think, is built heavier duty. Um, they both, both have about the same mechanisms. Now, U.S. Hammer offers a different mechanism, and it's going to hit harder still. Uh, it's a little slower pound. Um, but it's going to hit harder. And so we're going to do a video test of that uh, here coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, look for it in the, probably two weeks. So, so they, they sent it to us, and we're going we're gonna to see what it does. But there's also people saying that their drawbacks to that are post getting stuck on, on in the chuck. And um, so every, everything's got its pros and its cons. Yeah, yeah. They're all still gas drivers. They're all going to, you know. One may hit harder and drive it faster. One may hit harder and go through harder ground. You know, it's, it is what it is. Choose one. But what I, what I will tell everybody is once you choose something, stay with it because then at least you have spare parts when you need. Yeah. 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 You know, well, so I'll tell you, you what, one of these. I'll tell you why I'm switching, man. 
I want to switch to U.S. Hammer because of their cotter pin, whatever system they got, right? So you can, for the handles, for the handles. So you the can handles eat. the throttle system is amazing. Yeah. So basically, there's holes drilled in in the machine, and you stick your handles in there and put a pin, pin. Oh, oh, wait. You're you're driving twelve foot post. Oh, pin, pin. Put another one in. And my guys aren't on a step stool. They're not on a ladder. They're driving, 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 right? And guess what? Let's go to the next one. Drive, drive, drive. All right, take the handles off. Let's go back. Finish them off. Getting them off that ladder or getting them off that step stool is a big deal to a guy who's looking at his mod rating for workman's comp. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah, that. The handle system, the fact you can take it off to collapse it, super easy. No. Uh, it takes 20 minutes to change out handles on a rhino. Oh, dude, yeah. it's a pain in the ass. My guys were using a rhino, and the handle was broken, and the fucking thing was spinning around. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Oh, this fucking thing right now aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> they're, put, they're putting it in the truck. The thing's fucking three foot long. You know what I mean? Let's get the U.S. hammer. Let's take the fucking handles off and be done with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's make something happen here. Um, it's just a win-win for me. I'm not worried about if it hits harder, drives faster, goes in the harder ground. You know what? I'm worried about those handles and how easy it is to make extensions and to not have them. Because you, when you're doing an eight-foot uh, privacy fence and you're driving 12-foot Postmasters, uh, that handle's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just keep putting extensions. We, we can make our own extensions out of fucking pipe we got laying around the yard, man. Inch and three-eighths. I'm sure we can adapt that yeah. on there. Inch and three-eighths, drill a hole, stick it in there, twist. We'll go. We'll stop at Walmart and buy some fucking bicycle handle big grip bars thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> stick them on there. I don't give a shit, but get it done. But it's a whole lot better than those guys being on a ladder. Because yep. what happens on yeah, a ladder? Yeah. You fall off a ladder. You step off of a wrong, twist an ankle. You got all. Uh, think about all that. That's how, probability. That's, that's yeah. how. That's how I think. You know. Yep. So I mean, and I agree. That's one of the huge selling points of that driver. And we saw, like I say, we saw those on our website because we we saw the value in the kind of their USB. And I think they don't have as much. They don't use a mechanism so that they don't have the grease issues and the grease leaking issues and some of that stuff. So I, I think, like I said, there's pros and cons to everything. We'll we'll give you the nitty gritty. Um, well, we're driving chain link now. Florida it doesn't matter. We're driving chain link now, and um, I love my master Halco, but they can't get their shit together. So I'm buying all my chain link from uh, Stevens Pipe. They got Schedule 40 galvanized. They got Schedule 40 black. I mean, schedule 20 black, and we're driving all schedule 20, you know, chain link. Mm-hmm. We're doing a big uh, galvanized chain link now. They're starting a black one Monday, and we're driving everything. The homeowner came out on this galvanized job, and he's like, oh, wait, wait, I want y'all to cement my corners. Well, my guys didn't follow protocol. And I'm like, okay. Well, before I know it, my – um my estimator, he's not in the office. I'm like, where the fuck is Zach? Oh, he's running concrete out to the guys because the homeowner wanted to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The homeowner don't fucking dictate what we do around here. I run this fucking show and we're not concrete. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
I had a little powwow the next morning. We were on speakerphone. I'm like, hey, guys, no change orders unless it's approved by the office. He doesn't want us to concrete. The contract said we drive him. That's it. Fuck that guy. We're driving. He wants concrete. He can get out there and dig around the post and fucking concrete him when we're done. Oh. You know? That's just how I run my business. And so like, all right, no problem. But yeah, man, we're driving posts. Yeah. I don't want to concrete. We'll, we'll because, drive commercial jobs. Yeah, because you don't it's, understand it. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, we just we just drove seven thousand feet down to the military base. I mean, it went up in like a week. Yeah. Hang on, wait, wait. Let me. You did what exactly? At a military you base, did, you did this. I thought that I saw a post the other day that said you cannot drive on spec jobs; they will never allow it. Oh, I know. Was that guy wrong? That guy was so incredibly wrong. Who said that? Some guy from Texas said that, yeah, uh, he's been fencing all over the U.S. and doesn't have any fence on his page, of course, and all the pictures are of him being a cowboy, but uh, said that I was full of shit because you cannot, you cannot, absolutely cannot drive uh, posts on spec jobs and all the solar fields he's ever seen, and he's done solar fields in Wyoming and Montana and North Dakota and every place I named off, uh, and they were all concreted, and I'm like, I'm, yeah. I was just in Vegas the other day. You know what they are putting... You know all those solar panels that are sitting up on top oh, of these yeah. posts? You yeah. Know, every single one of those yeah. is driven. Every yeah. single one. They had seven or eight drivers lined up, and you could hear them <laughs> hammering that stuff in. Yeah. So get with the times. And Well, specs are there. Literally. I mean, you, you can challenge specs. You can offer alternatives. You just got to provide an ROI to it, right? Stronger, cleaner, mm-hmm. faster. You know, yeah, it's going to be faster. It's going to save you time. If not, I'm going to be out here for like two weeks doing this stuff. And, you know, you're going you're gonna to pay for that. You know, I mean. We did the Indianapolis Colts practice facility, 5,000 feet of it, tear out. And that's another thing, right? So here's a, another sell point on commercial jobs that, you know, a lot of times you get into these big guys where whatever you take out, you have to install the same day. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you do that? Go, go wet set, you know, a, a thousand feet of chain lake, go you know, 400 feet. Like we, had, we just did it uh, for Cushman and Wakefield today, 400 feet, tear out and install in one day, stretch barbed wire up, boom, boom, boom. Like, plus we're doing the right. So it's like, I can't do that. I'm not going to pay for security. I mean, yeah, we could do Tim fence, but they want their eight foot. So now it's like, okay, now I got to get it, you know? So, I mean, yeah, specs a hundred percent challenge them, present options, especially in the commercial world. Like, I mean, it's, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be fucking ridiculous to not do that. Like, dude, that's what happened. We'd still be working, we'd still be working at the jobs, dude. That's what happened with yeah. this, uh, commercial job that we're doing for this, uh, this chain down here in, in uh, on the Gulf coast. They were like driving, Dylan probably so they're like we're on a timeline we got to get this done blah 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 and Dylan said well we need to drive there's only that's the only way this is going to work we need to drive these posts it, they wasted a week Dylan and them going back and forth back and forth back and forth driving 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 no concrete driving driving finally the engineer approved it and now we're rocking and rolling yeah so it's People, I've done airports where they specced out driving where you had to drive them. People are like, no, you can never do this. I'm a commercial guy. That's all I do. So when I tell you that commercial people will absolutely 100% allow you to do this, and that in some specs it's written in, trust me. I, I didn't just 
pop out of the, you know, pop out of my county late yesterday. I've seen a lot more than a lot of people have because a lot of people are not well traveled, I'm finding. A lot of people don't even realize there's this great big thing out there called the internet where they can research some well, of this stuff. Not everybody has all a, the application for this. Not everybody has a plane like you, Mark. Hey, you don't even need a plane. You know who has planes? United Airlines. I fly a lot of United. That's true. Or they'll take body, you to trust with planes. Bodies with planes. Bodies with planes. I, you were. I felt, I felt like, as I say, I, I felt like you the other day. My buddy got his license and uh, who's your buddy? First, uh, just by up here. He's my IT oh. guy, actually, whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he got his license. We went up there and checked that out. And I'll be honest with you, smoothest takeoff and landing I've ever had in an airplane. So, dude, there's a lot of fence guys get has their pilot license. Uh, Mark has it. Um, Josh got his, right? Mm hmm. I no, think I don't think Josh. Josh is working on his. Josh is working on his. Yeah. Tony's I, got his. Tony's got his. I think uh, Chris Steele was working on it. Once. Who, who's uh, your boy up in Birmingham? Alex. Alex yeah, Harris is working on his. He's yep. tracking. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Right. Uh, I'm not getting no fucking license to fly. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good. Well, anyhow, I just want to tell all the people that think that you can't do this. Then, if you think you can't do it, you can't do it. You know. And everybody yeah. says, "Well, my area is different." Guess what? You know what it takes if you have really bad digging conditions. We can drive posts in the worst places in Wyoming. It just takes more money. It takes more power. And if you have to use that kind of firepower to pound them, guess what? You're probably going to use pretty big firepower to dig them too. Yeah. 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 So, boulders don't move themselves, whether it's dig or pound. So. So, Mark, you own the patent on those I-beams, right? I do, with Joe and Sean King, yep. So, they're oh, we all three teamed up on it. So you're in bed with the orange and blue guys. Yeah, so, that hey, the logo's orange and blue. What do you know about that? Oh, <laughs> the logo for, Wait, the logo for what? For iPhones, I yeah. Oh, I need to look at that. Yeah, I've never iPhones. seen that. Yep. Huh. Well, it's because we don't have a website, but uh, right now you can just buy it through SWI. And the reason we're probably going to continue to do that is because it'll calculate freight. We spent a ton of time and money trying to get it so people could buy it and know what their freight costs were up front. And that was no easy feat, trust me. Anybody that's tried to sell things online and have freight included, not easy. Poundage. That's what Joe that's what Joe's figuring out right now. UPS. UPS is easy. Freight, not so easy. So Yeah, LTL. Yeah, LTL. So it'll figure LTL. Um, yeah. And sometimes it'll let you select LTL, but we may still ship at UPS. And if we ever do that to you and you're watching this, the reason we do that is because um, it'll get to you faster that way and okay. easier. So, things that people, so the, when, it, when it calculates LTL on our website, it's calculating commercial address. So sometimes when we go in, we're like, oh, wow, it only charges you $150, and it's going to cost us $250 because you're a residential address which now they add a whole bunch of money to that. And so it's easier and faster where I can ship it out same day instead of the next day if you uh, if you get it UPS. Because so, it always takes us, I have to put in the order for them to come pick it up today and then they'll come pick it up tomorrow. So huh. um, it's, it's all about speed. Yeah, man. Time. So if we can ship it UPS, if you only need, you know, 30 or 40 of them, then we'll probably break it up and ship it in several small bundles on UPS. Yeah, no days away to go, man. Yep. I got to get me a U.S. hammer. My poor rhino's about wore out. I'm just waiting on it to break. Yeah. Well, you we ever get that feeling? You do, Dano. Huh? We got you covered when you do. 
You know what I tell people though is don't just buy one. Make sure you got a spare. Uh, uh, you know, we always have a spare because it seems like some little small things always broken on one of them. It gives you time to fix it. And you're not down because face it, these are the workhorses your uh, your operation when you go no digs. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about doing. I'm thinking about ordering me a U.S. hammer and putting a rhino up and not retiring it, but just kind of setting it up. So if something happens to the yeah. hammer, I got a backup and we're ready. To, we're still rocking and rolling. Worst case, you got to drive to the yard and grab it. You yeah. know? So, Shane, you bought yours off of Amazon, huh? I did. Yeah. You I bought one of those rental units. Yeah. It came with like a, yeah, it was a, it was a full kit. Cart, wheels, all kinds of stuff. I just threw him under the bus, Mark. He didn't buy it from you. That's right. That I never while. liked Shane anyhow. That's right. That's right. That was a while ago, though. That was a while ago. That was, that was before Shane you. I, we didn't even know each other. That's before you hung out with Mark in uh, Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah. John, hey, he even got some time. Well, yeah, with, uh, I got John, yeah. He even, he even got some time with serial killer Quiet John. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Man so whispered back and forth there. For oh, hundred percent. God yeah. forbid you go above library. Yeah, no, dude, it was, that it was very hush hush. That's the thing, man. People talk about, hey, I don't have time to go to fence tag. I'm not spending my money to do that. But you two didn't meet until Oklahoma City, 2023 totally. fence tag, right? Nope. No, no, no. So you meet there, you built a relationship, and guess what? Now you're buying. No, I hate him in person. Exactly. <laughs> in person, in video, on the phone. I mean, even when he calls me just to hear my voice, he still hates it. It's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, I hate somebody that's uh, no name, you know, no name, no face. I just want to put a face to the people that I just exactly, yeah. exactly. Jeez, now I'm really pissed. <laughs> I used to hate you, but now I really hate you because I know what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, guys, we've been on for a while. Uh, we're gonna have to cut this short. I'm having a good time, but uh, if anybody's out there, next time Mark Olson goes live, just uh, you know, hashtag Mark sucks and uh, hashtag Zoom crew, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I need I need plenty of haters. Just hate on me all you want. I can take it. The haters yeah. driving me to give him power for driving and hate mail, <laughs> all that stuff. Off, yeah. And apparently, Mark Olson of SWI Fence Florida, um, you can look up them on uh, on Google. You can mail anything cat related to him. Shit. He loves it. Cat food, I, cat shirts, just, cat onesies. I just, I just got a cat package the other day, actually. Oh, really? It was a nice pair of cat socks and cat pajamas. Good energy. I, I like it. I don't work. I don't work. Pajamas. I have some. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, oh, man. I got them. <laughs> so, what are you doing with those cat pajamas? That's my, pro- that's my question. I don't know. That was not a saying. That's a cat's pajamas. Boom. I don't know. Sounds like to Sort of living the life. Living uh, la vida loca. I'm, I'm about ready to say something. It'd probably get me kicked off of the radio. Well, I, I was just thinking maybe I'd get all dressed up and go to Walmart. I mean, it's the only place I can see those things really coming into play. We just so blend in. Blend in. Blend in. Yeah. Blend in. yeah. Well, look, guys. Thanks for uh, both of y'all. Shane, love having you on. Mark, it's always a pleasure. Great guy. Thanks for sponsoring the show, Mark. Right there at yeah. the bottom, if you read, it says SWIFence.com. You go to for the yeah. no post, no dig post systems, and uh, bringing no dig fence systems mainstream. That's what we do. Yeah. Dude, you see that one line right there? Mark pays like thirty thousand dollars a a year for that. For thirty five, you can kick me off it. 
I'd definitely sign up. <laughs> oh shit! Anyway, yeah. Moral hey, guys. Of the story: Go no dig. Yeah, go yeah. no dig, man. Hey, I'm not going to prison that I know of yet from doing it on the military base. So I, we're good. Yeah, you're going to prison. <laughs> you're going to prison. Yeah. Hey, guys, no. thank y'all so much for watching. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Clever Fox, D and D Technologies. Love D and D Technologies, badass. Uh, Finch Track. I didn't bring it up, but uh, I'm sorry, Brett. Brett, Brett, it's just Brett and the team. Yeah. Dude, you can't beat these signs, man. I get posts or pictures every day. Not every day. Probably once a week. People putting them on their trucks. So, uh, y'all keep on fencing, and uh, thank y'all for watching. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun... We take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.